Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I want to take some time to answer a question, or at least give my thoughts on, on the answer to a question. I think a lot of us have been hoping we wouldn't have to answer anytime soon. Those of us at least that that would still like to continue to add to our, our precious metal stack and and wouldn't mind another couple months or or year or two of, of sub $20 prices or even lower. Of course, the question I'm referring to is is the title of this video. At what point do you slow down or stop buying silver because the price has risen beyond a certain point? Of course, you know, the reason that many of us are buying silver and, and gold in the first place is as a hedge, a hedge against inflation, uh, economic and financial ruin. Uh, for some, including myself, it's, it's sort of a, a physical savings account. But also, I've been adamant over the, the years that I've had the Silver Fortune channel that I also see it as an investment. The yes, it's those things, but I also believe that we're going to profit off of silver and gold, not only in dollar terms. That's not that impressive in a highly inflationary environment. Just any, just about any asset is going to go up in, in dollar terms, any investment asset, but also in purchasing power. That whatever the purchasing power of silver and gold is right now or, or a year ago or you know, pick a date since I've started this channel. And, and you can measure that purchasing power in uh, ounces per acre of farmland, ounces per house, ounces per you know, average mid-sized family sedan, ounces per uh, gallon of, of unleaded gasoline, whatever you want to use. You can use a whole basket if you want to that the, the amount of ounces per each of those those assets or whatever is going to come down. You're going to be able to buy uh, a house with fewer ounces of silver or gold or buy, buy essentially the, the S&P or the Dow Jones Industrial Average for fewer ounces. And so I've been adamant in that, that it is an investment and I do want to see you know return on it. And so with that being said, at some point, you have gotten into this bull market. It's it's made a certain amount of, of headway. And do you still feel comfortable pouring more money into that? Because I do have high, high price targets for silver and gold, right? I, I usually don't nail them down because I think it's a little bit more amorphous than that, especially when you take into account uh, potential for high amounts of inflation, as well as just how long these bull markets could continue. But several thousands Two, three, four, even five thousand dollar gold is not outside of the question, outside of the realm of possibility, or or higher, and, and certainly for silver, fifty dollars I think is is absolutely very possible. Hundred dollars, maybe higher. You know, I don't get too crazy because at some point it gets ridiculous, and we're just talking about a highly inflationary environment. I mean, if silver's ever at twelve hundred dollars an ounce, it's like, well, it's probably not in a normal. Uh, uh, low inflation or deflationary environment. It's going to be crazy inflation at that point. And, and the dollar value is going to matter less and less with each with each day at that point. So, you know, with that being said, let's say that the bottom of the silver market was 
last uh, fall. In the bottom of the gold market was last fall. So that's 1180 for gold, roughly, or 1170, somewhere in that range. And for silver, uh, it was 13. And I don't think that was the lowest gold got. I think it got lower in 2016, 2015. But then the low for silver would be, you know, just under $14 an ounce. You know, as it rises up, you're missing out on on more and more of those gains per ounce. And it really depends on what your long-term price target is. But but my perspective on it, and, and I'll just t- kind of tell you what my plan is long term is, is as I said, you know, I, as much as I am a bull on silver and gold, and as much as I enjoy seeing the price rise, I wouldn't mind if the price continued to stay under $20 an ounce for silver in particular for a little while longer, because I wouldn't mind continuing to add to my stack. And that's kind of the cutoff for me. Not to say that I'm going to stop buying silver at over $20 an ounce. That's... I don't foresee that happening. However, once it reaches that point, you know, the amount that I get per $100 or per $1,000 that I put into silver is fewer and fewer ounces. And I have less incentive to go in uh, and and buy as much silver. And I think that's going to be the case for a lot of you guys. Um, Like I said, I don't intend on stopping at $20 an ounce, but I may be scaling back. Or I may be shifting some of my purchases, whether that's to more semi-numismatic type of silver or, or you know, waiting for short-term dips or whatever it might be. Uh, but, but once you get to that point, you know, I'll be honest, I love silver and gold. You guys know that. But there are other physical assets that I wouldn't mind investing in, right? I wouldn't mind siphoning some of this money away from silver and gold and putting it into something like uh, survival gear, right? Uh, real general stuff. I'm talking water filters, which I think will be a hot commodity if, if there's ever sort of a grid down situation. It sounds crazy, but again, I mean, that's that's a whole idea behind prepping or even stacking in the first place. Uh, ammo, guns, right? Those are all possibilities or even just, you know, day-to-day expenses, uh, paying bills, etc. Siphoning some of that away from silver and gold. And this is by no means, I know that me saying this is going to, um, I think, confuse some of you guys or, or anger some of you. I, I get these comments all the time. People saying, I'm going to be buying gold uh, at 2500 You know, I'm talking in, in you know, first person, but these individuals will be saying, I'll be buying at 2500 or whatever because it's going so much higher. Or I'll be buying silver at 50 because, hey, it's still going to 100 And I'll be honest, it's going to be difficult for you to buy silver at $50 an ounce. Why? Because it wouldn't have been that long ago that I would have been able to buy three ounces of silver for what I would now would be paying one ounce for. And the amount of return I can get on that is going to be much, much smaller. I mean, think about it. Let's say I'm paying $20 an ounce and silver's going to go to $100. Right? That's a 500% return. If you're buying at 50 and it's going to go to 100, that's a 100% return. It sounds like great on paper, but we're also kind of acting on this, this predication, this, this assumption that it's for sure going to $100. Or even maybe more important, that it's going to $100 before it comes back to 40 or 30 or 20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
I don't think if it goes to $50, I'd be ever back down to 20 again. But, but the point of what I'm saying here is that it's going to be difficult for me to buy silver at a price that is a fraction. You know, I'm getting a fraction of silver that I used to get for you know $100 worth of, of fiat or 200 or whatever. I mean, that's just my perspective on it. Now, if it is a highly inflationary environment, that sort of changes my perspective. Because let's say it is $50 an ounce. But the price of or the value of the dollar has come down uh, to to let's say half of what it was before, or you know two thirds or whatever. Then I'd be more inclined to buy silver at that point because I know that if I'm going to be put into some other you know paper asset, it's probably going to be inflated away. Certainly, if it's just cash or sitting in my bank account, I have other investment options, paper or even just these these survival type things that I'm talking about, whatever. Uh, but in a highly inflationary environment, if silver's at $50 at that point, it's a little bit different for me personally. I have no problem putting more money into silver. But but at some point, I'm just being honest with you, I would prefer to get as much of my stacking done in a sub-20 or even a sub-$25 environment. Beyond that, is there a reason to buy silver and gold? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'll be here on this channel telling people that, hey, if you don't have any, probably a good idea, right? Depending on where we're at. But I also have, have said for a long time now that at some point I believe in the future that silver and gold will be in an overvalued environment. That they're going to be in a bubble. They're going to come down. Granted, what the level they're going to come down to is going to be far above where it is right now. But during that overvalued, that bubble period for silver and gold, that's going to be the time for me personally to take my silver and get rid of some of it. Not for dollars, no. Maybe if I really absolutely need to, maybe as an intermediary, but ultimately get rid of some of that silver for gold, because I would assume the gold to silver ratio would have come down significantly. Uh, I wouldn't rule out buying stocks, depending on what the, the silver or gold to Dow or S&P ratio is like. I mean, if stocks look massively undervalued, I wouldn't mind buying some of those or some other sort of um, income producing uh, asset. Uh, some sort of fixed income option, right? There's a lot of other options out there and they're, you know, putting into real estate, even if it means paying down part of your mortgage, buying land, funding part of a company. You know, there's a ton of options if silver and gold are in a bubble environment to switch out of that. Would I completely get out of silver? No, just like I wouldn't get out of, of silver and gold, right? I wouldn't get rid of all the physical because I think there is something special about it, but it would absolutely if they were in a bubble environment, not hesitate to get rid of some of it and buy an undervalued asset. I mean, that's that's a big idea behind silver and gold in the first place is buying when there's blood on the streets. But does that mean you get rid of all of it? No, absolutely not. But but that's my that's my take on this. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I imagine that this will be well received by most of you. But I also imagine that some people are going to say like, how dare you say that you'd ever stop buying silver and gold or how dare you ever say that you'd, you'd sell some of your silver for some other asset. But, but let's, let's not be too, um, let's not become too enamored with silver. At the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's an excellent asset. As an industrial metal, it has a, a ton of uses. But it's just a metal. Right? There's nothing special about it beyond that. There's nothing holy about it. There's, I mean, it's just a chunk. It's, it's, it's literally just a chunk of a specific element. Same thing goes for gold. 
right? There's nothing all that special about it. What's special about it is what you can get for it and what it represents in terms of a store of value, right? And, and it's when you become too enamored with a, a specific asset or a specific asset class that your your investing or your your decisions are clouded by emotions, right? That's when you have those people that are hyper bullish on the stock market because they're so enamored in it. It's almost, it almost becomes a, a sort of a religion, right? And this is coming from a guy that has put up hundreds and hundreds of videos on, uh, well, for this channel, a good portion of them talking about silver and gold. And yet I want to remain somewhat emotionally distant from it as a as an investment because that's all it is, right? And the good investors, the good, whatever you want to call it, people that, that do well with their, their capital, their money, are the ones that can remove emotions from the situation and look at it from a very factual point of view, right? And from a factual point of view, I, I, I can say this much, that buying silver beyond $20 is something I still plan on doing, but I'll begin to scale back. Past 25 further scaling back. And beyond that, it's going to be slow and, and not a whole lot compared to, to what I'd like to buy right now. Of course, we'd all like to buy a lot more than what we're probably buying. And then as far as switching silver out for some other asset in the future, that there's going to be a time, I think, where it's in a, a bubble where it's going to be highly, highly sought after. And that many other assets, which today people are maybe enamored with, uh, it's, they're going to be a sort of a blood on the streets type of, of situation. And that's going to be the time to buy. Maybe not when, when it's you know, similar to, to catching the proverbial falling knife, but buying those assets when they're cheap, when uh, uh, investors, et cetera, need liquidity and they're offloading their stocks or their real estate or land or whatever it is, uh, that's going to be the time to buy those assets given, you know, assuming you do your research and, and you buy ones that are safe and not going to ultimately go to zero. That's my unemotional perspective on it. And I also can say that long-term, there's a good reason to long-term hold silver and gold as an asset because of the the value they provide as a protection form, protection, inflation hedge, uh, hedge against financial and economic ruin. And just because of the fact that they give you, I've talked about this so many times, give the average investor, the average person, a certain amount of, of economic and financial liberty because it's something you hold in your own possession. There's no counterparty risk. There's no accountability to some outside bank or government or anything along those lines. There's a ton of great reasons to own silver and gold, but let's not become too emotionally enamored with them. They are at the end of the day, just a chunk of metal. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast and God bless.